so before I was going to, so I'm going to San Francisco today, today's Thursday, but, and I was debating, you know, I've been kind of busy getting ready and stuff, but I really want to do an episode by on this upcoming fight card. So I'm going to do it super duper quickly. So we're going to do it chill sauna style by myself, which is going to be interesting. I've only done like one other podcast, I think by myself. So this is going to be pretty interesting, but I was just really disappointed in myself because I ended up doing like an NFL podcast on Monday. Yeah, on Monday. And so I never got to talk about the Chikazi Barboza card. So I'm not going to bore you guys about that, but it was absolutely insane. We've the UFC's lined up like multiple cards that are amazing back to back. Basically, everybody who I thought was going to win was going to win that fight card. But as you can tell, I'm kind of out of breath because I'm just like, dude, I'm doing a podcast by myself, but it's fine. Um, I just had to get one done because the Till versus Brunson card is, and there's also some other fights that got announced. So I'm just going to do a quickie, quickie episode. But this Darren Till versus Derek Brunson card, it's so short and sweet with just, it's it's 10 bouts that are just absolute flamers, boys. Um, I just cannot wait to talk about, there's just a few main points that I wanted to get at just because um, there's some fighters that, like as such as such as Patty Pimblet who are super hyped up, but they're going against the guys that are actually kind of legit. So it's gonna be super duper interesting. So for the Jonathan Martinez versus Marcelo Rojo fight, I'm I'm just gonna go through all of them individually. Jonathan Martinez, I've got him with the dub here because he his striking is insane. Marcelo is pretty good, but I just think that Jonathan Martinez is gonna get back on track after that loss to Davy Grant. He's chin is so clean. He was supposed to fight um, Nathaniel Wood, who's one of my also one of my favorite um bantamweights but i think this one i'm, I'm kind of confused i think this is gonna yeah this is gonna be a 135 pound um fight jonathan his striking so clean you have to watch out for him um and for this episode i'm gonna go through kind of who i think is gonna have performance of the night who is gonna be fight of the night and i've actually been low-key kind of right on a few of them which is crazy in prior cards but yeah he lost to davy grant and now he's picking up the marcello rojo uh, Michelle Rowe stepping on, sh- uh, I think it was shorter notice. They still had a little bit of time and he lost to Charles Jordan, who's also, I want to say on this card. So I'm looking for Char- Jonathan Martinez. His striking is too crisp. I think that he's going to get back on track. I really believe that he could be, um, a contender at 135, even though 135 is so freaking, um, deep. And then Dalka Illusion Bula versus Marc-Andre Barrio. I think Marc-Andre actually had a decent outing his last time. Um, yeah, he beat Abu Azaitar. Yeah, that's right. Azaitar, he's like Otman's brother, I think. And he looked really good. Uh, and Mark, because Mark, I think he was on a little bit of a slide. Yeah, he was on a slide. He was on three um, fight slide or skid before that fight. And Dalka is an absolute freaking like, he is a very scary individual, I believe. And the, the indie beat, the dude that dresses up like the Joker. Isn't that Marcus Perez? Yeah, that was crazy. He, yeah, Marcus Perez, he's the one that always dresses, he dresses up as a joker sometimes to intimidate his opponents at the weigh-ins, and it doesn't, didn't work for Dalka, man. Didn't work for Dalka. Dalka, he's a scary, I have no idea who's going to win this fight. This is a toss-up for me. Next, Julian Arosa versus Charles Jordan. I'm telling you guys that this this card, pound for pound, every single fight is going to be fireworks because the matchups are perfect. All Everybody like wants, everybody on this card is not afraid to engage. So you, there's not going to be a lot of timid fights. There's not going to be a lot of low action fights. But the thing is, even if there could be some, like even though I'm contradicting myself like Jake Paul right now, <laughs> I think that there, 
because some of these skill levels are so high, it could maybe start slow, but once it gets rolling, it's going to get going fast because so many of these, obviously it's high level, all these guys are in the UFC, but these guys are all on a different level. For example, like the Charles Jordan versus Julian Arosa. Julian Arosa, he's a stud. He's coming off a tough loss, but he's going to come at you. He's the ultimate fighter alumni. He is going to, he, Sung Woo Choi, he's a problem that he lost his last time out, but his fight against Sean Woodson, where he, Sean Woodson, you know, the big lanky guy, he, um, was kind of getting peppered that entire fight and comes back. He's just got that dog in him. And there's a few people on this card who I'm going to say that have kind of just that special. They don't crumble when the time gets hard. They just kind of keep going and eventually they'll start to find their rhythm. Um, and Julian Arosa is definitely one of those guys. So I'm, I'm definitely looking for him to put up a good fight against Charles Jordan. But Charles Jordan, they don't call him Air Jordan for nothing, bro. He's going to throw spinning techniques. He's going to do something crazy in his Andre Feely fight. He cracked Feely. Um, he lost that fight. But and then his other time uh, against Josh Koulibau. Josh Koulibau is always a tough out. And they had a um, split decision draw. And then he obviously beat Marcelo Rojo. That that was the card where like Rafa Garcia... Um, Marcello Rojo and uh, who else? Uh, I think it's Matias Nicolau. I know all those guys because they all fought on the same car because there's a bunch of fallouts, I think, or something. But I, I really don't know who's going to win. They're going to get two guys that are going to want to stand in the middle of the octagon and go at it. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Charles Jordan on this one just given the fact that he has... I don't know. There's just something about him that's just really fun and exciting. Not that Julian Rosa is not. I just really think that Charles Jordan, he's going to do something crazy and end up getting Ignacio Bahamondes type knockout or something. That'd be crazy. But I really am pushing, I root for both of them because Julian Rosa, he's a, he's definitely like a comeback story. If Bianca was here, she would for sure. Um, freaking, <laughs> she would give me crap for that. Um, I can never say comeback story without her. And give me crap. She ruined that for catchphrase for me. Um, and then the Jack Shore versus Ludwig Sholinian. It's going to be so good. Ludwig Sholinian, he's stepping in on short, uh, short notice for, um, is this Viad Lavishvili? That, who I was talking I did my Georgian fighter segment on that. Jack Shore was supposed to fight him, and I was pumped about that because they're such both, they're both great grapplers. Um, yeah, Zviad Lavishvili. But Ludwig Sholinian, ultimate fighter. You're going to see. I think that he's definitely going to be, I think he's part of UFC now, obviously. That was weird because the Michael Gilmore versus Andre Protoski fight, that was apparently, I think they just had those guys in there because they made it to the semifinals, I guess, uh, in tough. And they wanted somebody from Team Ortega to represent. Those guys weren't in the UFC yet, but since he's fighting, since Ludwig's fighting Jack Shore, I guess he's definitely in the UFC. He's not going to not be wearing UFC on his gloves like, the guys in the tough um, semifinale and then in the other bout between Gilmore and Petrovsky, they didn't have the UFC on their gloves and they weren't wearing UFC um, shorts either. So th this honestly for Ludwig Sholinian, I'm going to make the case that being in the ultimate fighter semifinal or not semi the ultimate fighter finals, I guess being in this fight against Jack Shore does way more for you than being than becoming the ultimate fighter. You're going to be fighting a 14 and 0 absolute stud on the ground who will maul you, but that's what Ludwig's looking for that. He's going to it's going to be tough. I mean, if this fight goes to the ground, you obviously have to favor Jack Shore just cuz he's so freaking skilled. But Ludwig in his fight versus uh who did he fight? He fought um he fought 
obviously he fought Ricky, but then the other the other dude he fought was Su- uh, Mitch Raposo. Then the both of those guys are insane grapplers. So I, this is a massive opportunity for Ludwig if he manages to get the dub. I will never count anybody out after watching GM three beat Mahmoud Miradov. Anything in this sport is possible. That was a good reminder of that anything in this sport is impossible because I I think beside I think on the main card Mahmoud was the biggest favorite on the um main card and somehow Gerald just managed to eat shots. And the one thing I was gonna say about that is that, that just goes to show that fight between Mahmoud Miradov and GM3 goes to show how insanely good Hamzat Chemaev is because Mahmoud hit GM3 with some massive shots and GM3 took it. And all it took was about 20 seconds for Hamzat Chemaev to put GM3's lights out. So that just goes to show how dangerous Hamzat Chemaev is going to be. And that Li Jing Liang fight is going to... I think that's going to be Hamzat coming out party where you're like, okay... Yeah, this dude is going to be a problem for a long time. So, yeah, I'm I'm really I'm I'm rooting for Ludwig, but at the same time Jack Shore, he's just so good. So, I'm going to go with Jack Shore on this, but I really hope Ludwig has a good performance and kind of just puts himself in there as the as a, another f- amazing contender at bantamweight cuz he's so tough. I mean, the toughness that he displayed in the, in that Ricky Tercios fight was insane. Like they legit went to war. So, I I'm looking for Jack Shore, but I'm rooting for Ultimate Fighter alumni obviously and then uh molly mccann i'm looking for meatball to get this dub just given the fact but uh keem she's so good though so many of these girls from like china and korea they're absolute killers so i i don't know but i just think it would be really cool to and she lost alex grasso her last time out so and alex grasso is obviously one of the best boxers in the i think she was in straw and now she's in flyweight uh division but I want Meatball to get the dub here, just given the fact that there's so many people from the UK on this card. And then Luigi Vendermini versus Patty Pimble. I believe this is this fight right here is going to be fight of the uh, night for these reasons. So Patty Pimble obviously got great ground game. He's going to throw, I've watched all of his highlights and stuff. He's going to be throwing flying techniques whenever we're in a clinch. He's got pretty good stand up. But the thing is, people got cannot sleep on Luigi Vendermini. I don't know why. Is because he in his first in his last fight that I watched, I he has a fan of me for life because he fought and I've talked about this on the prior podcast is he fought Ferris uh Ziam or Ziam, who is way longer than he is. Um incredibly clean striking and he was getting kind of pieced up. Ferrat Ferras was not he was not letting Luigi get anything off. I mean, Luigi landed some good shots, and it was just, you can tell even with uh, the announcers, they were just counting Luigi out the entire time. They're just like, yeah, this dude doesn't really stand a chance. Like, that's essentially what they were saying. But Luigi, you know what he said? He said, absolutely fuck that, bro. And he comes storming at, like, that's what you have to do. He's, Luigi, like, just like Julian Arosa, he's got that absolutely i don't use this often but it sounds cringy as hell but he has a legit d-a-w-g in him when he's gonna come at you he's gonna take he's going to throw you off your game he's not eventually if he understands that people want to stay on the outside and pick you apart he's just gonna freaking hit you with the flurry he's gonna storm in he might not land anything he might try to attempt to change levels but he's gonna throw you off your rocker and that's why i really like luigi vendermini he got an instagram follow out of me after his last fight so i think that 
people are just riding the Patty Pimlet train, rightfully so. He's going to be an absolute cash cow for the UFC. Luigi's a tough test, and even though he's coming off a loss, in my opinion, he came back and Loki kind of won that fight. He got some takedowns. He threw for Asiam, who's a phenomenal striker, off his game just by... Um, being fearless he didn't crumple he didn't crumble under pressure because a lot of guys when they're getting picked apart they just get frustrated um he didn't give up at all and that's why i think luigi vendermini has a legit shot here and i think that this could be a good fight uh, fight of the night and then the next fight um i kind of talked about this last podcast between khalil roundtree and modestus bokowskis they're both coming off um kind of tough losses because khalil roundtree in my opinion he beat um Marching Pracnio in his last time he knocked him down like two times and still somehow lost the fight which is absolutely ridiculous to me um and then he's fighting Modestus Bokowskis who is kind of I I thought he beat um Michelle Olashej or Michael Olashejic in his last time I think there was just a good stand-up battle I think you're going to see a phenomenal stand-up battle here um the first time I ever saw Modestus he's still both of these guys are still young first time I saw Modestus was against when he beat on Andreas Michalidis with the freaking elbows because Andres shot and then he just kept throwing elbows at him and knocked him out which was crazy and then he obviously ran into Jimmy Crew, which is like everybody's going to run into Jimmy Crute has a good chance of losing except Anthony Lionheart. Anthony Lionheart, he pulled one, those kicks, baby, those are game changers. But his fight against Michelle Oshizek, I thought he bounced back well. Um, Michelle's got great boxing, but I thought uh, Modestus did a great job of standing with him and landing heavier shots. Uh, so I, I really don't know who's going to win this fight. I'm rooting for Khalil just because his story is fantastic. Both of these guys, their back is up against the wall a little bit here because um, they're both coming off a few losses. I think Khalil, he's lost to Eon. He got knocked out, and then he lost to Marching. So both of these guys are coming out. They're, they're just too young to give up on, in my opinion, and this is going to be a fantastic light heavyweight bout. Uh, I'm leading towards Khalil just because... I love him so much, but Modestus, he's so big. He's a big, big light heavy. I mean, obviously the light heavyweights are big, but he's, he's definitely got the frame and Khalil's a little bit smaller. So that could play a role. I don't know. I, I like both these guys. I hope both of them have a great performance. And then Alex Morono, he came on, on, I think it was, I don't know. Was it short notice that he came on to fight Donald Cowboy? I forget. He's fighting David Zawada. I think Alex Morono, he's, he's a good welterweight here, but, um, Zawada, I don't know. I'm leaning towards Morono. Just his um, performance against Cowboy was crazy. You, like besides the Connor knockout, Cowboy hasn't been picked apart like that. And then here's another one, guys. Okay, we're at the ninth of the tenth fight. Okay, we're at 15 minutes here. Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Spivak. Tom Aspinall, he his blast double to get Andre Arlovsky into a uh, rear naked choke. That was hella impressive, and I think. I honestly, nothing, nothing against Pavlovich or whatever, the guy he was supposed to fight, but Sergei Spivak is a young, hungry contender, and I think that Tom Aspinall could have his hands over here because Sergei, he's not afraid to go to the ground. He's pretty good on the feet, and he's fought really good um, fighters. I think he's beat Carlos Felipe. Uh, who else has he fought? Let me check. Um, oh, yeah, he beat Jared Vendetta and then Alexi Olenek, who, I mean, is an ageless wonder. So this fight is going to be kind of crazy to me because... Tom Aspinall, he probably will in his later years be heavyweight champion eventually. And it's pretty cool that him and Darren are on the same card. Uh, I think Lerone Murphy's fight got fall, fall out, fell out, but that kind of sucks. But I think Sergey Spivak, boys, 
could come in with the upset. He's young, hungry. He's got a good. Uh, he's got a really good. This is a great stylistic match. Uh, like, I think he poses a lot of problems for Tom. I don't know if Tom's going to be able to take him down if his stand-up's not going. Because we saw that with Tom Aspinall's fight against Andre Arlovsky. Andre just kept eating shots, and then eventually he just he made the adjustment. He's like, I actually need to take him down. But taking Sergey Spivak down is going to be a way tougher test, in my opinion, than taking Andre Arlovsky down. I don't know. That could be a crazy outlandish statement that I just made, just given the fact that Arlovsky is a former heavyweight champion. And Sergey hasn't been in the UFC as long. But Sergey, I love the polar bear. He will... He's going to give, I think he's going to give Tom Aspinall his toughest test yet. Here we go. That's that. Um, and then Derek Brunson versus Darren Till, baby. I got Darren Till all day. I think he's going to stuff takedowns because he trains with Tom Aspinall. And if Tom Aspinall tries to take you down, I don't think Derek Brunson's going to take you down. If you can stop, if you, if you can stuff a shot from Tom Aspinall, I don't give Derek Brunson a shot. And Darren's just bigger and stronger. He's not going to be able to manhandle um, him like Derek Brunson's not going to be able to manhandle, manhandle Darren like he did Kevin Holland. And Darren has better striking than Kevin Holland. And we saw Kevin Holland crack Derek Brunson on multiple occasions in that fight. I think Darren Till is going to win this fight. I think he's going to get a third-round KO. Second or third-round KO. I really like Darren Till's mindset after watching him in his uh, in his little media scrum. He just seems like he's in a good headspace. And he's he he's a scary contender. He's a killer right now. He he has all respect for Derek Brunson. Like Derek Brunson is a legit contender. I just think it's Darren Till's time. He's kind of taking the back. Like he's was a rising contender, got his title shot, and then kind of took a dip from there. Not a dip. He just has had his losses, and I think it's just his time to kind of rise out of that. So I'm really looking for Darren Till here. But I'm, I'm. This is so weird, you guys. If uh, you're watching or whatever, you should let me know how I'm doing. If I should do anything differently, because it's really weird not having a co-host here. So, yeah, I don't know. And then there were a couple fights. I love this U- uh, fight. Shout out to Fightbook on YouTube. Uh, like they help me out a lot. I don't know. I, there's not one specific source that I get because I, I love to know that. I wish on ESPN there's updates like oh this fight got signed or whatever but you have to follow the right news outlets and also the weird thing is apparently for the ally quinta versus uh bobby king green there apparently ally quinta didn't even sign the contract and they announced the news so that would be super frustrating and i really hate that because i really like to talk about fights before and sometimes if i like to talk about them when they are I would like to start talking about them more when they're just announced, but it kind of sucks that news gets broken before guys even agree on about. So it kind of gets my hopes up and all these people release it just to get eyeballs on their site. So that kind of, I wish things were officially set in stone, but there's a few fights that I really want to talk about. So the Sean Woodson that I was talking about, uh, he fought Julian Arosa. He's fighting, uh, Connor Anglin. I want to is that his name? Oh, Colin Anglin. And Colin Anglin, he looked really good. I want to say Colin Anglin, he's the one that fought Melsic Bagdasarian, and Melsic actually signed, he is uh, fighting TJ Laramie. Melsic, the gun, he's so good. And Colin Anglin, he actually did really well. Like, he managed to get Melsic to the ground. He, I think he, he was new. Both of Melsic and Colin were new when they fought each other. But it's Sean Woodson, that's, that's a tough, tough test for your first 
uh, for your second fight in the UFC because going up against Melsic Bagdasarin and Sean Woodson, they're throwing you to the wolves there a little bit, but they must have really high hopes for this guy. He he's he looks like a good 145-er. Um, but Sean Woodson, he's just so long for that division. I'm really looking forward to that fight. And then one fight they got, because we were talking about Demirish, Magulov, Shavkat, Rachmanov, and um, who else? Mahmoud Miradov. And Demirish, Magulov actually got a, he got a, I think he's fighting... Uh, Magomed Mustafaev, which is going to be crazy. I really like Demirj Magulov. I really believe he could be a lightweight champion. Um, I want to check and see really fast if this fight is actually a thing. Because like I said, they sometimes announce fights without people actually signing them. <laughs> and I was going to do a podcast yesterday, but my throat was just killing. Oh, yeah, they announced it. Yeah, my throat. I've had this weird like tonsillitis stuff and my throat sounds awful. And it's kind of coming back to haunt me right now. Uh, I'm really looking for Demir here. Demir, he is an absolute manimal in his striking, everything. These guys are the most well-rounded athletes in the sport, for sure. They, um, yeah, he, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan fighters. I think uh, Zagazhu Magulov is from there as well. So many good, they are the epitome of what a mixed martial artist should be. And then Brad Waddell versus uh, Rafael Faziv got re- announced. And, Brad Burdell, he got cracked in his last time against Drew Dober, but who cares? He ended up weathering the early storm, and he just did so well uh, in the in the latter two rounds. So he kind of just pulled away big time against Drew Dober. So I'm looking forward to this first Rafael Fazeev. He's coming off that kind of controversial a little bit versus Bobby Green. A lot of people thought Bobby King Green won that fight, but I think Rafael just did too much. And this is going to be a crazy 155-pound matchup. Uh, Rafael Fazeev versus Demirj Magulov. Uh, I, I honestly, Loki, I know that this is just on a webpage right now. I wouldn't mind seeing a fight like that. If you could throw, like if you threw Rafael Fazeev versus Demirj Magulov in there against each other or the winner of these this fight, these two fights, I would not be mad at all. Especially um, Mustafaev. He's a stud. Like he's legit jacked. The 155ers, they're the perfect besides probably, I don't know. I think 155 is the, besides 135 though, I got to go with 155 is probably the most perfect combination of speed and power, you know? Because some of these guys just throw, I'll never forget that Tiago Moises versus Alexander Hernandez where they just stand in the middle of the octagon and bang. I was super pumped to see this. I just saw it this morning. And then obviously our boy Grootsmacher, Chris Grootsmacher coming off that big dub against Rafa Garcia. He's going to be fighting Claudio Poyes. Poyes? Poyes? I don't know. Um, Chris Grootsmacher, I will never not watch one of his fights, bro. He's absolutely sick. And when I saw the UFC 268, card i was just losing my absolute marbles that thing is going to probably if every if every fight stays intact i'm telling you that's going to be one of the better that's going to be big time baby and then our boy melsic back i can't not talk about the gun here he's fighting tj laramie i think tj laramie lost to Derek minner but Derek minner is so good on the ground but Derek minner got taken out by our boy the damage yeah um darren elkins uh I think I think Melsic Bagdasarian. You guys got to watch out for this guy. I, I don't know if you guys watched him when he fought uh, Colin Anglin, but he's. I don't know how else to explain it. It's he's literally a machine gun, and 
He's going to throw spinning techniques. And so many of these guys, they're so exciting nowadays. It's crazy. He's going, he throws absolute heat seeking missiles. Melsic, and he's got the sick, he's got a sick name, Bagdasarian. Melsic Bagdasarian. You have to remember that guy. He's gonna, I think he'll probably rip through DJ Laramie. I really believe that he is going to be a 145 pound threat, dude. One fight that I was, that I did see, that I have that I had zero faith was going to happen was the um, Vicente Luque versus Nate Diaz because Vicente called out Nate Diaz after his fight with, um, was it Tyrant? Oh, no, it was the Michael Giesa fight, I think. Yeah, or it was one of those. Yeah, he just fought, he just fought Michael Giesa, yeah, and choked him out. Um, I, didn't, I, I really didn't think that... It's just really sick to see Nate Diaz being open to fighting a guy like Vicente Luque because I think a fight with him versus Derek Rod, um, D-Rod would be insanity. Could you imagine the build-up for that fight? It would be so sick. I think that'd be a great card or a great fight. I think that Derek, um, D-Rod, he, he's too, he'd be too big. And I, I obviously think the same thing for Vicente Luque. Vicente's too big for Nate Diaz. He's too good. Well, I don't want to say Nate Diaz isn't a small person, but... I just don't think it's a good matchup for Nate whatsoever, just given the fact that Vicente has felt a guy like Michael Chiesa, who is a huge welterweight. I want to know how, what you guys would think um, would happen if Vicente and Nate Diaz fought. I think Vicente has got that in, in the in the bag for sure. It's just another – you just always have to be cognizant of the fact that Nate Diaz could land that one shot like he did against – uh, Leon. But the interesting thing is, sometimes Vicente says, screw it, boys, and he just goes balls to the walls and he'll attack you and he'll leave himself open and you can get cracked. And that's what makes that fight so interesting, especially a guy like Nate Diaz who's got really slick boxing and can get that stocked and slap and then hit you with the cross, you know? So that would be insane. Um, I want to look at the UFC welterweight rankings right now. Um, because I want to play a little matchup because I want to know who would be a good, like I said, guys, what did I say against the, uh, the D-Rod versus Kevin Lee? D-Rod's takedown defense was insane. And I was watching the fight companion with Brendan Schaub and Rampage Jackson, and all those guys. And Brendan was like, I thought Kevin Lee won that fight. And I was like, what are you talking about? Um, There's no way he won that fight. I, I was saying Derek Rodriguez. It's Daniel Rodriguez, bro. I'm so sorry about that. Who's Derek Rodriguez? I think Derek Rodriguez was a freaking giant, wasn't he? <laughs> Let me see here. <laughs> I'm all over the place, boys. Yeah, Derek Derek Rodriguez was a gi- pitch giant uh, pitch uh, pitcher for the Giants. Kellen, communication major. Jesus Christ, God. As you can tell, I've got a lot of work to do. Um, Daniel Rodriguez, baby. Muslim Solikov. You could get that Sean Brady fight. That's a tough fight for anybody, though. I'm so happy to see Daniel Rodriguez in that top 15. He deserves it. Nate Diaz. Uh, man, I don't know. Who's a good fight? You go Santiago Ponzinibbio. He's coming off that big dub. Um, yeah, you go see what happens with Hamzat. Oh, that would be crazy. Who? Jeff Neal's looking for a fight. Daniel Rodriguez versus Jeff Neal would be a good one. I mean that's a, that's a big jump up, fifteen to ten. I don't know who did Santiago Ponzinibbio beat, dude. Uh, oh, he beat uh, 
Caramel Thunder, Miguel Baeza. That's a good. That was a good fight. I don't know. I want to know what you guys think if you're guys watching this. Who do you think's a good fight for um, Daniel coming up next? But okay, I got to get out of here. I got to go to the bank or whatever. I got to go to deposits and stuff. But yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm sorry that I'm happy I got to go through these fights a little bit, but yeah, sorry that this episode probably isn't the best, but you know, I, I want to start doing a little bit more of the chill sauna by myself because Bianca's so busy all the time that I kind of just am going to start doing some by myself. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And yeah, I'll try to get this up soon. Bye bye. <laughs>